This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Today in Parliament, Transport Minister Ong Ye Kung said COVID-19 testing is key to unlocking air travel and Singapore regaining its air hub status. And in the coming months, Changi Airport will set up a dedicated testing laboratory. However, Mr Ong acknowledged that while the current situation is much better than in March when Singapore shut its borders, it's still much too soon to open up travel to everyone. I need to manage expectations here for members who are hoping that I'm about to announce some air travel resumption and possible December holiday destinations. I'm sorry I will disappoint you. The fact is that borders are still closed for most parts of the world. Some countries, such as Germany, only allow business travellers from Singapore. And to the best of my knowledge, only a handful of countries, US, UK, Turkey, Maldives, allow general travellers from Singapore. We cannot control what other countries want to do with their borders, but we can control ours to welcome back visitors, bring back jobs, revive our air hub safely. To welcome back visitors, Mr Ong said Singapore plans to negotiate air travel bubbles with safe countries or regions such as Hong Kong. The arrangement is meant for general travellers that does not require a controlled itinerary. At the same time, Singapore will continue to pursue reciprocal green lanes meant for business and official travellers. Mr Ong also announced that new requirements for travellers are being considered so that they won't have to go through a two-week stay-home notice. In particular, we recognise that the requirement of having to serve a full 14-day SHN in a hotel will deter most travellers from wanting to come to Singapore. So we have to facilitate the visits without such an onerous restriction. For example, we can replace the 14-day SHN in a hotel with new requirements, such as a more stringent and a repeated test protocol. Arrival three days later, five days later, seven days later, we'll study that. We can segregate them from the rest of the community, a process that we call bubble wrapping. And we can closely track their movements while they are here. Mr Ong went on to say that COVID-19 has decimated Changi Airport's business, which relies entirely on global traffic. Changi is now the 58th busiest airport for international passenger traffic, down sharply from 7th place before the pandemic. And compared to the start of the year, the airport is serving just 1.5% of its usual passenger volume and 17% of total flights. Lots to digest from Minister Ong's speech. Now let's bring in news editor Karim Jitkor to discuss this further. Welcome back, Karim. Now from setting up a dedicated COVID-19 testing lab to negotiating air travel bubbles and plans to replace SHN for visitors coming here, what is the key message that uh, Mr Ong wants to put across in his speech? Um, so for me, the message was very clear that the Singapore Air Hub is under threat. Uh, that the situation is very dire and it is so important for Singapore to do uh, what needs to be done and to put in place the necessary measures to ensure that this, you know, the Singapore Air Hub can start um, uh, humming along again. Uh, if you look at the numbers that he uh, shared in Parliament today, um, really not looking very good. 
from being the seventh busiest international airport in the world, Changi is now down to 58. And if you look at uh, the passenger traffic that the airport is now handling, uh, pre-COVID-19, uh, you know, it was bustling. Today, they are doing just about 1.5% of the passenger volumes that used to be handled uh, previously. And same for the number of flights as well. If you look at just passenger flights, uh, Changi is operating just about 6% of the number of flights that it used to operate uh, pre-pandemic. Um, and if you add cargo flights to that, that takes the total a little higher to 17%, but still uh, a far cry from um, what it used to be. Well, Karam, you painted a very grim picture. So what can Changi Airport do to bounce back? So I think it's really about Changi, not, not just Changi Airport, but also Singapore as a whole. I think Singapore needs to continue on this path, uh, you know, to keep pushing, to keep, um, you know, communication going with all these countries. Uh, you know, whether it's unilateral reopening of our borders or having reciprocal um, arrangements like the green lane, uh, for example, for essential business and uh, government travel. I think that needs to just be work in progress. Um, we may not always get the results immediately, but uh, something that needs to be done. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there's been so much that's been invested in Changi Airport and in the Singapore Air Hub. Took almost 40 years uh, from the time uh, Terminal 1 opened for Changi to build um, to what it was before uh, COVID-19 hit, you know, and in a matter of just about six months, everything literally uh, came, uh, you know, crashing down. All the big plans for Terminal 5, for example, all that has been put on hold for two years at least. Um, you know, there were plans for um, Terminal 2 to be upgraded. That's still happening, but, uh, you know, clearly it's um, the pace is, is, is not going to be as uh, aggressive. So really, we're down to just, if you look at it, just Terminal 1 that's operating as well as Jewel. You know, so the question really is 40 years almost to build uh, to where it was. Six months, it, it all came crashing down. Hopefully, it won't take another 40 years you know, for uh, Changi to get back to what it was. And... Uh Minister Ong also talked about uh, testing and ramping up testing efforts as well. Now, the dedicated COVID-19 testing lab that will be set up at the airport in the next few months is to supplement an existing facility there. Karim, how significant is the setting up of this new lab when we already have swabbing capabilities at the airport? So I think the announcement for me, it is very significant. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Haranto, uh, we already have a facility at the airport, but that's more for swabbing. And it currently has the capacity to do something like 10,000 uh, swaps a day. But to actually take that one step further, to set up a laboratory at the airport itself, uh, we may well be one of the you know, first or one of the very few airports in the world to, to do this. And that, I think, uh, shows very clearly that as far as the reopening of the borders is concerned, testing is really going to be the key strategy uh, going forward. Um, Minister Ong talks about testing as being very important to unlock the potential or you know to sort of hopefully try and bring back some of the traffic that uh, Changi has uh, lost and the timing also is good because if you look at what's been happening on the testing front there's been a lot of developments we started out with PCR tests um, but those tend to be quite expensive it's about $200 um, um, per test and quite out of the reach of I would imagine uh, normal travelers but we now, uh, you know, talk about uh, rapid test kits, and these are way cheaper. Um, you can get them for, you know, under ten dollars per test, and they also are able to produce results very quickly. 
uh, and he also talks about how we are doing some of these, uh, you know, the some of the research is being done here as well in Singapore. ASTAR is doing research in this as well. So as we are able to produce more of these tests and the uh, ones that can, um, you know, produce results very quickly, this will be a key enabler uh, to allow Singapore to reopen its borders. Mm. Let's focus on air travel. Um, you know, Singapore has rolled out different measures, of course, to boost the aviation sector. And with the uh, December holidays coming up, you know, families often traveling overseas. There are, of course, hopes that some form of general travel can soon uh, resume. But Mr. Ong unfortunately said this is not the case. Did it come as a surprise at all? Um, for me personally, no. Uh, you know, I was here just a, couple, a few days ago. Uh, and also I did mention the fact that if you look at what's uh, being done, uh, what, what Singapore wants to continue to do, it is really more about bringing travellers into Singapore so that, you know, the, the airport, the air hub can uh, start to move and that in turn uh, will then provide much needed relief to so many other sectors that depend uh, on, on aviation, you know, whether it be tourism, uh, hospitality, FNB and the rest. Um, so um, even then, there are challenges, you know, although we do allow uh, travellers to come in, we've recently announced uh, general travel being allowed for travellers from New Zealand, from Brunei, we've added Vietnam to that list and Australia as well. There still remain uh, restrictions for those residents because when they go back to their own countries, they do have to still serve the 14-day uh, stay-home notice and also um, pay to stay in a government facility. So I think that has to happen first. That first step that must happen is for these countries to, you know, allow their residents to visit Singapore and then to return without having to serve quarantine. And I think only after that can we sort of hope to move to the next stage, which is essentially countries allowing uh, Singapore residents to visit those countries. And I think uh, Minister Ong mentioned in um, Parliament today when he addressed his fellow MPs that, you know, he said, if you're hoping that, you know, I'm going to come and tell you that you can, uh, you know, uh, look forward to your December holidays, I'm sorry, I'll have to disappoint you. So we will have to wait a bit longer. I don't think that's going to happen, not in time for, th for this year and holidays, I think, at least. Well, thank you very much, Karam, for coming on to the show. Of course, uh, we've been speaking to news editor at Straits Times, Karam Jitkor. You can read up more on Mr. Ong's ministerial statement in Parliament today on StraitsTimes.com. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.